This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, welcome back. 403-974-TALKS, the way to reach us. Uh, the latest rankings from the Fraser Institute, the report card on Alberta's elementary schools was released just a couple of days ago. And, I mean, there's debate around this all, all, all the time, every year. It seems to be an annual tradition along with the report card that should we be ranking schools? Should we be comparing schools? But maybe there's something to be said for that. If we can be comparing apples to apples, schools with similar circumstances, if one is doing better than the other, well, why is that? Or even to compare a school to itself. Are they trending in, in the right direction? Or are things going off the rails? And, and if so, why? I don't think it's wrong for the public to know that and to ask those questions. And it's not as though these, these rankings are making up the criteria. These are test scores. These are province-wide test results. They're administered by the government. The Fraser Institute is simply taking that information and converting it into, into these rankings. So joining us to talk about the 2017 report card on Alberta's elementary schools, we welcome to the program Peter Cowley, who is Director of School Performance Studies at the Fraser Institute, uh, FraserInstitute.org. Peter, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Rob. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, just expand on that. Talk about how these rankings are compiled, where, where you're getting this information from. Yeah, well, as you said, at uh, the present time, uh, these rankings are based uh, solely on the results from four tests, province-wide tests administered during grade six, uh, one in language arts, then math, social studies, and science. These are the only objective measures we have in terms of student outputs in Alberta, which it, in itself is, an, is another show. <laughs> I mean, that's, you, you begin to wonder. But nonetheless, they are objective measures of, the, uh, uh, of, of how each school is doing in academics, as reflected in these test results. And you're absolutely right. Comparisons using these results are very uh, edifying. They can be extraordinarily important. And, you know, a lot of times you have uh, uh, folk in the, in the education community saying that, you know, comparisons are odious because the, the schools at the bottom are going to feel bad and so on and so forth. The, there are some useless comparisons, but the vast majority of the comparisons are good. And the most useful one, as you pointed out, is how is the school doing compared to its own history? And this is something that not everybody knows. We provide five years of data, not one. It's not a, sh- a snapshot in time. It's more like a movie. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we can do with this series of data is to come up with our list of the schools that are declining. There's 31 of them out of the 790 schools uh, in the report that we saw as having statistically significant decline. Uh, in layman's terms, it's simply real decline rather than just uh, random fluctuation from year to year. This is serious stuff. Uh, If we look at the fastest declining school in this report, out of all 790, at Bassano School in Bassano, uh, they started out the period in 2011-12 at 6.9 out of 10. Let's keep in the back of our minds that average for all the schools is 6.0. So they started at 6.9. The following year, they got a 5.0. the, the, the year after that, 2013-14, they moved back up to 6.4, then fell to 4.5 in 2014-15, and then to 1.6 in the most recent year, 2015-16. This is the kind of information that should be extraordinarily important to everyone at that school. And there are 30 other schools 
across the province that have similar situations where the results are going down. It is an extraordinarily important opportunity to improve. I mean, I can't imagine any job within the within these school communities more important than uh, getting together, figuring out why these results are going down, developing an improvement plan, and and making sure that the parents are aware that that improvement is coming and it will show up in these results in future years. Oh, it's possible, though, a parent might look at this list uh, and say, oh, my God, that's the school that my kid goes to or the school that my yep. kid will be going to. I'm not going to send my kid to that school. It's possible. And I, you see, there's, an, there's another thing in, the, in this regard. Uh, these uh, uh, declines are over five years. It's not as if they started last year. Uh, if, if you look, for instance, at St. Cyril in Calgary, in 2011-12, it was 6.8. It moved down to 6.1, and then in 13-14, it hit 5.2. Even at that time, the folk involved in, 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 in running the school, the principal and the superintendents uh, from, the, from the board, they should be saying, hey, we've got, it's not a five-year uh, trend, but we've got three years of declines. We've got to start doing something about this now. We must turn that around. Because, you know, the other thing to remember is uh, sometimes you hear uh, educators say, well, you know, a a meaningful improvement takes a long time. Well, the kids don't have a long time. I mean, they're in the system for a very short time, four or five years uh, at a school, and they cannot – it's unfair to say we can't do anything about it. And even, you know, that's another thing is oftentimes you hear that there are lots of challenges that our kids have, and as a result, we really can't do anything about this decline. And yet, all they have to do really is look at compare school rankings, uh, and it's easy to find these schools. 52 schools out of the 790 are showing improvement. And here's an example of the kind of school that is showing improvement. St. Catharines, a separate school in Edmonton. It started out the period at 0.6 out of 10, and in the most recent year, 15-16, it it rose all the way to 5.2 out of 10, and that is despite the fact that nearly two-thirds of the kids at that school are in ESL programs. So uh, there's lots of motivation out there uh, showing that improvement is possible. And and what I would ask of uh, you know what I would think every every parent involved in the in the school at declining schools uh, would want to say is look at if other schools can improve if other schools can turn turn the uh, um, results around and move upwards why can't we right so as this report notes as you mentioned so fifty among the fifty two schools that are seeing their results improve many of those have above average numbers of special needs students or ESL students so that's not sure. it doesn't mean that a school that has that is automatically going to see declines in fact in fact Rob what we find in every province where we do these things year after year after year there it turns out that there's no school no type of school no school with a certain type of kids uh, that has a monopoly on improvement or a decline, for that matter. Um, you know, we will find, we, and the other thing, I guess, is that it doesn't really matter where you start. Um, I mean, if you're down in the twos and threes out of, out of ten, 
you you may get onto an improvement program, and and you might like um, like uh, St. Catharines did. You might go from relatively low to say a 5.2. You're still not at average, but at least you're moving in the right direction. These 31 schools that are seeing decline are moving in the wrong direction. And the sooner they get this turned around, the better for every single class that's that's coming up. Well, how do we explain that? Why why would we be seeing some schools with, and, and you gave some examples of what are pretty shocking declines. What, what's going on there? Well, unfortunately, uh, we are not able to say why the decline is happening. That's That's going to require effort on the part of the people who are actually working in the school. But I can tell you, I mean, you know, uh, the Minister of Education in the province of Alberta has probably got lots to do. But surely to goodness, one of the most important jobs, one of the most important contributions that a ministry staff can make is to look at these two lists, the improvers and the decliners. To the improvers, what needs to be done is people have to go into the field uh, and document what it is has happened to result in that improvement. Then they also have to look at the decliners, and they have to say, again, going into the school, what is it that's happened, can we figure out why, and what's it going to take to get it around? I mean, these are, in, in both cases, imagine, imagine if you found a substantial number of those 51 improvers, 52 improvers, sorry, that that actually could tell you, here are the four steps that we took because we wanted our results to improve. Uh, that would be an extraordinary vault of information that could be used by less, in, less successful schools and particularly by the schools that are showing decline. This is something that should be addressed not uh, at the end of the school year, not next year, but now. Well, I mean, short of, I mean, without this report card, I don't know that it would be addressed at all. It's not as though the province uh, has any way to, I mean, I guess if a parent really wanted to find these, they, they could do the same kind of digging, but this is not readily available to, to most parents. The province certainly doesn't make it readily available. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, it is true. I mean, in most cases, ministries of education that have objective results, and by the way, I mean, there are a select few provinces that actually have objective comparable annually generated results of student outcomes. In fact, there are only four in the country, which is extraordinary to me, but nonetheless, British Columbia, Alberta, Ontario, and Quebec all have these results available. Now, the ministries, all uh, I think most of, all of the ministries have a mechanism by which if you know where to look, you can find results, not exactly like ours, not in the same, not, not in the same format, uh, not encouraging, uh, making it easy to, to compare one school to another, but the results are there. So if, if you had patience and, and, and the capacity to do a little bit of analysis on the data, you could come up with similar understanding of what was going on. But you don't have to. I mean, the Ministry of Education doesn't have to say to some of its people, can you, can you do an analysis on our big data set and, and see who's doing better and who's doing worse over these five years? We do it for them. And and the other thing is it's not we don't just do it for the for the overall rating out of ten. We're more specific. So we say this particular school is one. The biggest problem appears to be that it's it's had a cataclysmic uh, re- reduction in how well it did in grade six math. You know, so so not only do we have the overall, 
but we also have the details that might provide clues for at least where to look to make improvements. So, so you know, I mean, the report card is used by parents when they can choose a school as some kind of objective information by which they can make a better decision. It's used by parents as an ongoing sort of annual audit to, you know, to keep track of how the school is doing and to, and to push back gently if things aren't going well. Um, that needs to be done in every school. And when you look at these declines, the, the, the parents should be asking, A, how did we get this far? And, and one of the reasons is because maybe the parents weren't looking. But mm-hmm. uh, um, how did we get this far? What are we going to do? How fast is it going to take? How long is it going to take to get results? Yeah. Well, people can read more at FraserInstitute.org, and they can find the, the complete rankings uh, at the website. Peter, thanks for making some time for us here today. Appreciate this. You're very welcome. Thank you. All right. Take care. Peter Cowley, Director of uh, School Performance Studies at the Fraser Institute, FraserInstitute.org. Uh, quick break here. We're back with more right after this. All right. Welcome back. 403-974-TALK. Uh, some reaction to this. Uh, Roy texts to say the issue is the teachers' union. There's no incentive to improve. The NDP government will not do anything either. Well, I mean, look, the, the Fraser Institute's just taking uh, data from the government. So if we don't like the fact that there are provincial achievement tests, then that's not the Fraser Institute's fault. If it makes sense to have standardized testing to see where grade six students are at across the province, then it's certainly reasonable to know the results of that and to see which schools are doing better than others or to see which schools are trending downward or trending upward. So again, as mentioned, so they take the average achievement test marks in grade six language arts, same for grade six math, grade six science, grade six social studies. They take the percentage on achievement tests, and those four categories, the percentage that were below the acceptable standard, the difference between male and female students in the average achievement test results grade six language arts and the difference between male and female students in the average achievement test results in grade six math. So they're trying to do it as much as they can as a, an apples to apples comparison and to factor in some of these other things. Now, obviously, and the critics will say, well, look, you've got uh, a school in a posh, rich neighborhood versus uh, an inner city school. It's not fair to compare those two schools. Teachers there dealing with the, the inner city school, all kinds of issues the teachers out in the rich suburbs aren't dealing with. Right? And nobody disputes that. Nobody at all. And I think a reasonable person looking at these rankings would recognize that. That, yeah, obviously you're going to see some differences based on socioeconomic factors. Nobody disputes that. But then the question then becomes, well, hang on, but there's inner city school A over here, and there's also this other inner city school, inner city school B, that's dealing with very similar circumstances, very similar demographic issues, socioeconomic, etc. Why is one school doing so much better than the other? Or why is it that from five years ago, school A is just, their, their numbers have tanked. And at school B, we see their test scores go up each year. So why is that? Those are fair questions to ask. I don't get why everybody just kind of loses their you-know-what and everybody dumps on the Fraser Institute, those uh, evil right-wingers, etc. It's not as though the Fraser Institute is going in and studying each school and saying, oh, we like this school, we don't like that school. They're just taking the information that the government is already collecting 
and making it available to the public. And it's up to you how you want to interpret that. Maybe you have a kid that's at the Bassano School. And the Bassano School has seen a big drop in their test scores. But maybe your kid's doing okay. Maybe you think your kid's got a good teacher. Maybe you like that school. Maybe this is not of concern to you. But it's not wrong that you know about it. Right? I don't think it's wrong that the parents say to the school, why is, what's going on here? Maybe the school's got some logical reasons for why this has changed. That's fine. Right? I think that the alternative, though, is just to keep all of this a secret. But that doesn't make sense either. All right, 403-974-TALK. we got to take one more quick break here. Back to wrap things up right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.